0: everyone welcome back to but why though the podcast the podcast where every week myself adrian and matt talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question but why though before we get started make sure that if you want to support us a little bit more you head on over to patreon.com but why though and make sure you rate view and subscribe to us on itunes or wherever you're listening it helps people find us and as always enjoy the show podcast and today we are doing a patreon episode for charles covering cowboy bebop as always i'm your host kate and i'm here with adrian
1: hey how's it going and matt hello
0: and our super special guest nisha hey
2: yeah thanks for having me guys i'm very excited to be on and getting to talk about anime so (laughs) thanks for coming
0: on why don't you tell everybody what you do because you do a lot you got a lot of awesome (laughs) podcasts so why don't Uh, you drop drop all of them for them
2: um okay yeah so i do a few podcasts two of them are with but why though in our podcast network one is called so here's what happened that's with carolyn and we do basically we watch and read a bunch of stuff throughout the month so we typically pick our top three things one movie one book and one tv show and we review them and recommend them um and then my other podcast is with someone who's also on this episode kate (laughs) where it's called did you have to where we review live action adaptations of animations and we kind of decide how much alcohol do we need to get through them our most recent episode is the attack on titan episode and yeah it's fun it's a good time (laughs) talking with kate about anime stuff And then my other podcast that is still up, but it's on a a slight hiatus at the time right now, it's called Speak On It. And that's where I usually have guests on, and we just talk about shit that matters to us, pop culture, things we're passionate about, other things. There's a great episode of me and Kate talking about gaming and representation in the gaming industry and all that. So, yeah, that's what I do. You can also find me on Twitter, yelling at people, usually customer service shit. (laughs) It's been a long day. Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, and other things because I don't like bullies. And that's it.
3: Your Speak on It podcast sounds like an NPR podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh. Actually, yeah. yeah. I guess you should. You push goes. that to NPR. Hmm.
2: Maybe I'll shop it to them. <laughs> I doubt they'd get it. I cuss too much on there. <laughs> Can't censor me. <laughs> Good luck, guys.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. You're gonna make my life hard with this editing, Nisha. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Seriously, thank you for coming on. Um, We wanted to make sure we had another anime voice on here, because if you've listened to us before, we've done uh, Dragon Ball Z in the past, as well mm-hmm. as Sailor Moon. Um, and There's usually only one of us that's, like, super, super big into it. One of us that is like, I know that thing, and I like it, but uh And then there's mm-hmm. Matt. <laughs>
3: Anime exist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can like basically shop out like Matt's opinions on Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z and insert them this one.
3: I have to yeah.
2: say, I do like Matt's takes on uh, Sailor Moon, describing the future space baby falling from the sky. That cracked me. Really? Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: And his uh, summarization of Akira is also uh, yes. fantastic. If you're one of our Patreon listeners.
0: Yeah, it was really good and really on the nose. And yeah, so Matt did. uh, Yeah, well, let's just get into it. So let's just start with um, I'm leading this episode because I love me some Cowboy Bebop. And the question is Do you know what Cowboy Bebop is? I do. That's my answer because I'm going to talk a lot about it here in a few. (laughs) Everybody else can go.
3: I will say this one, you should let me lead these episodes only because there's actually a guy, he's a paleontologist. And he actually hates T-Rex, and so he basically hated it so much he ended up studying the whole thing, and he actually basically, his whole job is to learn about the T-Rex, and he's basically disproving all of what they thought about the T-Rex and learning more information about it out of hatred.
0: That seems like the ideal job for you. <laughs> Just full of spite.
3: Yes, yeah, so basically what you saw <laughs> in Jurassic Park, basically all the stuff that they've like disproven now up yeah. to that was basically done by that guy.
0: Damn. mm that's that's channeling your passions yeah
3: he basically gets his own tv shows of stuff he does it Duff, and he's like i hate the t-rex now let's begin
0: so what we're, <laughs> so what you're saying is that you need an anime podcast where you just say i hate all of this stuff let's begin yeah there you go oh <laughs> i'd uh, listen to it <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie that would be really entertaining
3: <laughs> but back to cowboy bebop i guess i'll go first and get it out of the way so I did watch one episode of this. I think, guys... I picked it. Yes. and You might have changed my mind on anime for this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah?
3: No. This thing was okay. awful.
0: It was not <laughs> awful!
3: There were disproportional people. They had long legs and they had long arms. There was a woman joker. <laughs> oh Nobody had noses.
0: They all had Wh- noses. No,
3: they did not. Which
2: episode was it?
0: It was Aine. Just- it was episode two. Oh,
3: I mean, the yeah. dog was fine. There was a woman joker. She had no nose. The one she guy had no, had no nose. She had no nose. Are
0: you talking about the lady who runs the pet shop? Yeah,
3: that's woman joker. Have you seen her? <laughs> wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. You're like <laughs> about like the unrealness in Cowboy Bebop. Didn't you watch like most of Anjin? In
3: yes, content. and I actually had to quit that because it wore <laughs> me out so bad.
1: <laughs> There's some weird stuff happened in that one that's like so not is, uh, possible. Is,
0: so is and it the gene, animation style? Did you just correct him?
3: Yeah, that's what they say. It is not, Gene.
1: I, I watched one episode. I didn't like it. But because it, <laughs> it was too, it was too disproportional, man. It just didn't, just didn't look good.
0: So your issue is the animation style.
3: I did not like the animation style. Plus, I didn't really care for it.
0: Mm.
3: It wasn't that exciting.
0: So I, I will say this. Matt said he wanted to watch one episode. I agreed to watch one episode. Yeah, well, he agreed to watch one episode. And I really should have led with the pilot, because the pilot is a really strong pilot. Mm, But I was like, I want to watch a dog again. Oh. So, I chose episode two.
3: I also will never forgive this show because basically this ruined my Saturday nights for like 10 years because I always watched Adult Swim and they said, let's put anime on Saturday. And then I try to go to bed and I'm like, there's nothing on TV after 10 o'clock.
0: <laughs> it was not Cowboy Bebop's fault because it was not like, well, no, they might have been still doing That was the it. golden age of Toonami, man. That was like... Yeah. It was the golden was like age like, of that's ruining how...
3: my time of trying to go to sleep.
0: I'm like, it, actually, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop would have been... Adult Swim, like, what, early 2000s? They, yeah. That's yeah. about the time
3: I would go to bed.
0: That's more than 10 years, Matt.
3: Okay, my bar, bad. 15 years. So it's been ruining my life for longer it was than one that. one of the
2: main ones. I know it was, one, it one was. Of the, when they started showing anime. It was one of the main ones. Yes, and it was definitely that, one of the main they're ones. They're the reason they switched to, like, Adult Swim. Do like, you know it, I had it to it watch instead? I
3: had to watch Bravo, and I watched Celebrity Poker, and Duel Hill. or Dual Hill. I can't Why didn't you just
2: name. go, like, watch Nick at Night?
3: Make it nice, terrible. Actually, yeah, that's not true, because if you get past 4 o'clock in the morning, you got either the Cosby Show, which obviously before this happened, or you had Coach.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Well, at least you had Cable. I didn't have Cable for 10 years of my life,
0: so. I, I haven't had Cable I in, like, Matt, 7 years now, so I don't know. talking about watching it at, like, hotels now. Yeah, oh, I was okay. like,
3: I haven't had Cable in, like, 8 years now or something like that.
0: <laughs> okay, after Matt.
3: Now that that's out of the way, you guys, go enjoy it.
0: <laughs> Adrian? Um follow that up
1: Uh 20, 20, 2012 is when Cowboy Bebop came onto um Tsunami which I think is like the weekend the weekend that turn right. um or like towards the start of the weekend I don't know but Cuz I would, that's when that would have been it,
0: Are you sure that that's right because that would have that would have been after I had already left high school and I was watching Cowboy Bebop mm-hmm. and Big O on Adult Swim while I was still in like middle school. Yeah. I
3: was like I know I was According still in high to their
1: block on the thing on the thing the thingamajig.
3: I don't know if it was called under Wait, a I don't know. Name. I don't know if it was
2: called like It was on Cartoon Network in 2003. It went yeah. to, it was on Tsunami in 2013. There That's we go. The same yeah. Thing.
0: No, so, so what happened was they've moved Tsunami to nighttime showings yeah. now. Back then it was it was the you broke. You had your nighttime anime, which was like Ghost in the Shell, Big O, um, mm-hmm. and Cowboy Bebop, and then and Inuyasha, and all of that was happening at the same time. And I was definitely still in middle school. Yeah. Okay. So, so that they're all it.
3: the same to me. So all I know they're is Cowboy Bebop was in there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, 2012 is like so when they went it. to Adult Swim, so that's probably when Matt's talking about it. But yeah. I'm looking at these these blocks, and I don't see Cowboy Bebop in any of these blocks from like. 1999.
0: Because 2012 is not when they went... To, wait, is 2012 when they started Adult Swim? Because that doesn't... No, no, that's no, Right no, 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 as hell. No. Because, like, I literally watch Cowboy Bebop.
3: Adult Swim has been around for 20 years, almost.
1: Well, Adult Swim's been around for a long time, but, like, them putting...
3: I don't know if it's Tsunami. I just Adult know. Swim, 2012 2003, Nisha,
0: right? Mm.
3: I just know it's been, Saturday night was always anime night. I don't know what they actually wanted to call it, but it was anime night. Yeah,
0: no, it says right here, in 2001, Cowboy Bebop became the first anime title to be broadcasted on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim in yep. the United States. 2001.
1: Then this has inaccurate information compared to other stuff then.
3: Except well, it maybe might it's be before
2: the rebrand because that's what I said you know, it might be it during the rebrand swim. but I just yeah. know it was
3: on during those times.
2: Yeah. But yeah, you know like I'm... Adult Swim went through that rebrand moment where they're like, Okay, some of this anime is mm-hmm. really mature now it's like tsunami is on Adult Swim yeah, like so it says, the anime block yeah
0: you're exactly right because um, right underneath it it says from May, tw- uh, May 26, 2012 to October 19, 2013 Cowboy Bebop aired on Adult Swim's tsunami block so that was uh, when they rebranded it and put Toonami in with that but in 2001 they still had it broken down by tsunami and Adult Swim come
1: change these Wikipedia articles
0: it is yeah. a mess in here. I'm Because I remember, too. like, my mom used to get mad at me because I was supposed to go to bed at a certain time, and I'd stay up to watch these. But I wouldn't watch it the first time they'd come on. I'd, I'd watch them when they cycled through the second time at, like, 2 a.m. Yep, same.
3: Yeah, when you want to go to bed and there's nothing on TV. <laughs> oh, God. Um, sorry.
0: Okay. Just... <laughs> the funny thing is, is, like, Adult Swim is a point in my notes. So, mm. <laughs> got it out of the way. Okay, Adrian, tell us about Cowboy Bebop. video. Do you know what it is?
1: Yes. <laughs> I know what Cowboy Bebop is. Uh because it's always a big part. Uh, I was mean I didn't like watch Toonami for Cowboy Bebop. It was one of those like uh Cowboy Bebop's on as I'm watching my other shows waiting to come on. And you can't miss like the first 5 minutes of of the show. You got to like, watch everything back to back. Uh, so I I watched you Cowboy Bebop. It was very short, so like I've gone back and rewatched it a few times like over the years. Um I started to rewatch it again like leading up to this episode and kind of went back and like looked at my favorite episodes. Um and in case you were wondering, Matt, and I don't know if they covered it in the second episode, but the Bebop is the ship.
3: No, they didn't mm-hmm. cover any of that.
1: Yeah,
0: well, Bebop they, is they the show ship. they the side of the ship, and the ship says Bebop.
3: The only thing I was sad is, like, why have we not reached the point where we do have, like, ships like the helicarrier and stuff that will land on water? That would look cool. Why have we not got that technology yet? Because
2: we we're not in Cowboy it. Bebop. Oh, I just don't think we deserve it yet. <laughs> well,
3: if we went off of that basis, we'd still have rocks.
0: <laughs> True. I do genuinely think Matt would like the series if he did just watch my dog episode.
1: No, yeah. I mean, it, I think he would too because it's different. It's not like you're, you know, shown anime. It's not like your shoujo anime. It's really not like it's kind of, kind of. Diff- it's a different category that I think Matt would like based on his l- love of like sci-fi stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think he, I think he would genuinely like Spike too. But we'll get into all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nisha.
2: Oh yeah, my turn. Um, so yeah i just like you guys yeah i do know well except for matt i do know what cowboy Be- bebop is and yeah i i was introduced to it through adult swim slash tsunami whenever it was on the first time because i know i was young and i was young enough to know i shouldn't have been watching it Two thousand, i watched
0: huh 2001 adult swim
2: Okay, yeah, I was probably I was ten, so I probably shouldn't have been uh, oh, watching it at that yep. time. But I was watching it, and it was one of those. Yes, animes Matt, you're where- an old
0: man. Don't laugh.
3: <laughs> I was like, I just started high school. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was the same age as her, so. Oh no, I was just okay. Um, no, it was just one of those animes that, like, at the time, it's not like I could stream and watch anime all the time. So it was one of the first animes I can get my hand on. So of course I just latched onto it. Um, And I liked it because I liked Outlaw Star too, which it kind of gave me those kind of
0: feels. So now that we've had a 15 minute intro, um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah, so we're going to go into the history. So uh, Cowboy Bebop is a 1998 Japanese anime anime television series animated by Sunrise, featuring a production team led by director uh, Shinichiro Watanabe, screenwriter Keiko um, Nobumoto, and character designer Toshihiro uh, Kawamoto, uh, mechanical designer Kimitoshi Yamane, and composer Yoko Kano. The 26-episode season, they're also known as sessions, so when the title card plays, it says session 1, session 2, that type of stuff is set in the year 20 uh, 2071
3: five years before vault 76
0: <laughs> are set in the year 2071 and follow the lives of a bounty hunter crew traveling on their spaceship called bebop cowboy bebop explores philosophical concepts which we're going to get into a little later Um, It is, like I said, 26 episodes, one feature film, and that feature film takes place between 22 and 23. I actually should have just shown you the movie.
3: Was it longer than 20 minutes? Yeah. Then no.
0: Okay. Um, There are two Cowboy Bebop manga series that have been released. The first manga series is titled Cowboy Bebop Shooting Star, and it was serialized from October 1997, before the anime series release. Um, up until July in 1998 and it was collected into two volumes and the second manga series was simply titled Cowboy Bebop and written and illustrated by a different person and it was serialized from November 1998 to March of 2000 it was collected into three volumes and then I mean officially both are ah, both mangas were licensed by Tokyo Pop and released in the U.S., or for release in the U.S. Um, There's also a Cowboy Bebop video game that was developed and published by Bondi, and it was released in Japan for the PlayStation in 1998, and there was also a PlayStation 2 video game called uh, Cowboy Bebop um, Bebop Suyoku no Serenade, and that was released in Japan in 2005. There were um, thoughts of re-releasing it for for a U.S. audience, but then uh, Bade Namco Namco merged and that kind of just didn't happen.
3: Back in the day when we made video games over everything. Yes. And now we only have like five.
0: Yes. Uh, so, Cowboy Bebop was the Nabis' first project as a solo director, as he had been a co-director in almost all of his previous work- in all of his previous works. His original concept was for a movie, and during production, he treated each episode as a miniature movie. His main inspiration for Cowboy Bebop was from Lupin Third, and that anime is a crime series that follows on the exploits of the titular, ca- t- titular character Lupin, um- I love Loop in the Third. So um I Me too. Yeah. It it's so good. And Matt yeah. you would hate it because of the animation. Yeah. It's problematic as hell so. but still good. Oh yeah. Um, So, while the original dialogue of the series was kept clean to avoid any profanities, its level of sophistication was made appropriate to adults in a criminal environment. Watanabe described Cowboy Bebop as 80% serious story story with 20% humorous touch. The comical episodes were harder for the team to write than the serious ones, but though several events in them seemed random, they were all carefully planned in advance. So, any questions on the history?
3: Huntrick actually lasts longer than this. Oh
0: my god, Matt. No. I'll tell you why it only lasts a 26 season, so. So, before we get into the story, I'm going to talk a little bit about our characters. Um, The main one, our main guy, is Spike Spiegel. Um, Spike is a heavy smoker and is frequently seen smoking despite the rain as well, um, or with no smoking signs uh, behind him. He's a skilled martial artist who practices Jeet Kune Do. Does anybody know what Jeet Kune Do is?
3: I'm assuming you're going to tell us, but no.
0: Yes, it's the martial art style that Bruce Lee invented. Got it. Um, he also follows the philosophies of Bruce Lee, um, which Bruce Lee developed in conjunction with his martial art style. In his younger days before joining the Bebop, Spike was a part of the Red Dragon Syndicate, a Chinese criminal organization, and during his time there, he was petuous and volatile, but after leaving, he became a common collected character with a love for combat. While holding, little va- while holding little value in money or justice, he always holds true to his own sense of values and fulfills his own obligations first. So he's a guy that's focused on honor and not necessarily about justice or even getting paid. It's If it's going to make him feel good, he's going to do it. He also generally goes his own way rather than following orders, and this is usually what gets him to trouble and leads him to not getting their bounties. Um, there are three thing, and this is one of his quotes, there are thing, three things I really hate, kids, animals, and women with attitudes. And this is going to come into play as I talk about the rest of the characters. <laughs> um, Watanabe also purposely tried to make him uncool so that it would have the opposite effect on viewers. So Spike, is he fumbles around quite a bit. He really doesn't <laughs> have, like, it's this weird thing because, like, I read that and I didn't know how to take it because I've always seen Spike as, like, the cool guy.
2: Yes. Uh, but
0: he's like the cool guy who doesn't want to be the cool guy or doesn't realize he's a cool mm. guy. He's not trying to be cool. Yes. He just is. Um, so the original piece of the crew with him was Jet Black. And Jet Black is a former ISSP officer with a heart of, with a heart of cold, eh, with a, I should say heart of gold, with a heart of gold and the, and he's the voice of reason for the crew he has an arm which he purposely replaced with a cybernetic limb and he did this in order to remember not to rush into situations because of what can come of them he was a former cop which um with the issp and there was so much corruption that he ended up being at odds with them their whole it, he has their episodes that go into this um but essentially he chose to have a last new reminder. Of all the consequences that his actions have. Jet also considers himself something of a Renaissance man, so he cultivates bondi- bonsai trees, he cooks, he enjoys jazz and blues music. He actually named his ship the Bebop, referring to a type of jazz music, um, especially Charlie Parker, and even has interest in Goth. Um, as a character, Jet is pretty much the quintessential Oyaji, and that is the dad character in anime even though he often tells people to call him brother or more of a brotherly figure because he doesn't want to seem old which is also it goes into that trope of the dad Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so next we have faye valentine the woman with the attitude (laughs) um although appearing to be no more than 23 years old faye is actually around 77 years old Having been put into cryogenic freeze after a space shuttle accident wherein she spent 54 years in suspended animation, it pretty much, she she wakes up in 2071, or I think she wakes up three years prior, so like it's like 2068 or something like that, and it ends up leaving, leaving her with amnesia. She has no idea of her past, and she is one of the only people in this new world that has no past because she ended up um being frozen in that accident prior to the discovery of a lot of the technology where they started pretty much um storing their memories and stuff like that so that if you did get amnesia or you were found dead they could mark they could place you with somebody by scanning a, gar- a, a barcode on the back of your neck um she didn't have that so she's one of the she's like the only person in the world who does not know who she is um she's also a big gambler and so she is an extreme debt, and that's one of the reasons why she comes to the Bebop.
3: So if you could be suspended in animation for, like, 50 years, would you do it?
0: No, because I don't believe you're going to, like, last 50 years. Okay. <laughs> if you can guarantee we'll be back in 50 years, yeah.
3: Yeah, if you're going to wake up in 50 years. Oh,
0: yeah. It? I think it'd be fun.
3: Does anybody else want to be suspended in animation?
0: Um,
2: hmm. Nah
1: only if it's like i'm fry and i get to wake up a thousand years in the future
2: (laughs) i i i nah i'll die when i die i just i have i don't know what people are gonna do to my body while i'm asleep experiment on it inject it i don't know i just feel like that's what's gonna happen
3: (laughs) that's not where i was going with that question but
2: (laughs) no (laughs) i know but i'm like i have to think three steps ahead like (laughs) <laughs> I'm going too far. C- continue, Kate.
0: Wait, no, Matt, do you? Yeah, why not? Okay. Nisha. Yeah. You're the only person who said no. How does that make you feel? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> okay. Um, going through, uh, so Faye Valentine is a really, really sexy character. She's wearing like hot pants and a super revealing shirt. She's extremely sexual, but. Ultimately, in the entirety of the show, she can handle herself. Um, she displays really powerful punches. She fights. She looks forward to fighting. She's extremely adept at fighting. She's even stood her ground against Spike um, in a dog, an aerial dogfight that they had in her ship called the Redtail. And she has come out kind of in a draw. I think she's only lost him once, and that was because she just stopped because of her ship um but she is extremely adept um she also excels with guns and she ultimately goes from a loner to a family member over the course of the show the next character is edward wong and she is the kid also known as radical edward she is very strange somewhat androgynous teenage girl claiming to be about 13 years old but there's no way you can really know for sure she is essentially a free spirit and is fond of silly exclamations and childish rhymes and is easily distracted. She also has a habit of drifting off from reality sometimes in mid-sentence, and it's how the and is the show's primary source of comic relief. Ed's generally carefree attitude and energy act as a counterpoint to the more solemn and dark aspects of the show. And this is one of two characters that was based on a real life person. Um her personality was based off of the composer for the show, Yoko Kana. Um, who kind of had, had that type of attitude. Um, but Edward just isn't weird. She's also an extreme hacker. She is insanely smart, and in her debut episode, she ends up communicating with an AI spy satellite and shuts it down, and then Spike and the gang say, oh yeah, we'll pick you up, and then they try to fly away, but she had, like, essentially hotwired their ship to where she could control it, so she made them come back and get her. Um... So that's pretty cool. She's like the smart but stupid character at the same time. I don't want to say stupid, but like absent-minded, carefree one, but the smartest of all of them. And then there's the animal and the best character of this entire series, Mm -hmm. Ayn, who is a Welsh corgi. Um, and he is brought aboard the Bebop by Spike after a failed attempt to capture a bounty. Ayn is referred to as a data dog by the scientist in his debut episode, and he often shows heightened awareness of events going on around him. Over the course of the series, Ayn answers the telephone, steals a car, uses the SSW, plays Shoji, and operates the Brain Dream gaming device, and generally performs tasks at an average canine, um, that an average canine would not be able to accomplish. And he can also communicate with other animals. Um, so, like, Ayn is essentially the reason they call him Data Dog is because he has an entire data bank on his brain and it makes him pretty much um, human level intelligence. Um, so, that's kind of like in the episode you watched, Matt, like when the ship starts passing, Ayn doesn't just jump off to jump off, he jumps off because he knows what's happening. And then gets that guy trapped and then takes Spike off the stick. He knows what he's doing, essentially. Right. He's a smart dog. And he's a good boy. Um, <laughs> any questions about the characters? Inputs? No? I feel like you covered
2: everything, as far <laughs> as I know.
3: See, you're doing it all. We're just gonna let you keep talking, Kate.
2: No! <laughs> well,
3: that's what happens when you write... Oh, wait, this thing's nine pages long?
0: It's because of the boat. Why those? Okay. You don't have to go into the main story
2: Again, I mean, I guess one thing about Faye I, I do want to say is that why like, I don't understand like when the people who put into cryogenic sleep, why didn't they like save her identity? And so
0: like... yeah, so that is answered. Um, okay, So essentially, Faye's backstory is that she was on a ship with her parents, and it was a personal mm-hmm. ship. And when it blew up, she was the only person who survived, but uh, she everything else that was with her was gone, and so they uh, didn't know who she was. Gotcha.
3: So basically they just yeah. found a container with her in it.
0: Exactly. And mm-hmm. her injuries were too severe to save at that time, so they mm-hmm. put her in cryogenic, or cryogenic state to then awake her when they, ha- they could fix her essentially. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. It's
3: like the Ted Williams thing.
0: Okay, so the main story focuses on Spike and his deadly rivalry with Vicious, an ambitious criminal affiliated with the Red Dragon Syndicate, which is what Spike used to be previously affiliated with. And outside of the main story, you get this epistodic story the kind of episodic story that follows all of this crew so Faye, ein edward jet and spike as they go after different bounties with the underlying story arc kind of sitting there um and they each develop as it goes on um spike and vicious were once partners and friends but when spike began an affair with vicious's girlfriend julia And resolved to leave the Syndicate with her, Vicious sought to eliminate Spike by blackmailing Julia into killing him. Julia goes into hiding to protect herself, and Spike fakes his death to escape the Syndicate. In the present, Julia comes out of hiding and reunites with Spike, intending to complete their plan. Vicious having staged a coup d'etat and taken over the Syndicate, sends Hitman after the pair julia ends up being killed leaving spike alone and his heartbreak feeds into this desire to kill vicious once and for all spike leaves the bebop after saying a final goodbye to Faye and jet upon infiltrating the syndicate he finds vicious on top on the top floor of a building and confronts him after dispatching the remaining red dragon red dragon members the final battle ends with spike killing vicious only to get mortally wounded in the ensuing confrontation and the series the series ultimately concludes as Spike descends the main staircase in the build, building into the rising sun and falls to the ground and nobody i mean it's ambiguous so he could live he could not live it mm-hmm. doesn't show you specifically what happens. Um, but Watanabe conceived the series ending early on, and each episode involving Spike and Vicious was meant to foreshadow their final confrontation. Some of the staff were unhappy about this per- this approach as a continuation of the series would be difficult while he considered altering the ending. He eventually settled on his original idea. And the reason for creating the ending was that Watanabe did not want the series to become like star Trek with him tied to doing it for years. Um, Mm. so it was always only meant to be one season. That's it. That's what he wanted. That's what he got. And so that's why it's just been accepted that spike dies. um, fans i mean they can go either way because there's no concrete proof but that's pretty much the whole series and that's why it's only 26 episodes because watanabe did not want to do more than that because i mean there are animes that are like 800 episodes yeah one so. piece
1: look at you one piece
3: <laughs> <laughs> even i knew that one
0: <laughs> uh, i'm never watching that all the way through oh no i barely i i don't i've still never finished bleach so. I think I was
3: introduced to One Piece because somebody said we should try to watch this, and I was like, "There's 306 episodes. I'm not starting this now." Who has the
0: time?
2: <sighs> Nobody. Like, no one has st- the time. They just to
1: need to kai the, the shit out of all of these animes. Like I'd watch like a Bleach abridged version. I'm just too far, far removed from it. I, too far removed from it.
2: I think all the side arcs in between the main arcs really got to me, and that's when I was just like, I don't know what you the hell the is part of anything anymore.
0: The terrible, terrible filler.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not even the filler. It was just, like, I remember, like, they literally cut and, like, oh, we're here, we're at this part, Ichigo, let's go back to this oh, arc. Oh, like,
0: five episodes of Ryu going through his story while Ichigo's also going through his story at the same time?
2: Yeah, and then, like, I remember, like, the weird cuts in between just, like, his sisters discovering they have spirit powers, too, and, then like, that was a whole arc, and I was just like, I can't do this. I'm this was really
0: a Backdoor Bleach episode. Yeah. Might as well be. Um. Yeah, I mean, I actually, so I don't think I had actually seen all of Cowboy Bebop until I had already, like, they had put it onto different streaming platforms. I had seen the movie Mm -hmm. with my cousin when it had first come out, um, because she loved it. She loved Cowboy Bebop. But I never realized that it was only 26 episodes for a while. um, Because I always just assumed that uh, Adult Swim didn't get all of it because I knew that there were longer series like Adult Swim never aired the end of Inuyasha and stuff like that mm.
2: see and I think it's kind of like Watanabe's done this before like um, Samurai Champloo mm-hmm. where it's like he I can't I know there's it's technically two seasons but it, both seasons are pretty short and yeah. the story's still pretty concise like it's not there's no filler and I like that about his series is that he doesn't put a bunch of filler in there and it's not like a he doesn't do a whole mini side arc like he kind of wraps all the stories in together yeah and i think 26 episodes is perfect for an anime i mean i do per- i do like my some of my anime with like you know like my hero academia that needs to be a long run whereas like yeah. this one doesn't cowboy baby Bob did not have to go beyond 26 episodes i think it wraps up everything nicely i hate that it's like okay we have to accept spike is dead um because <laughs> i think i just i don't want characters to be dead that i want to be alive <laughs>
0: No, I, I completely agree. Um, And there's a lot of reasons that people fell in love with the series. And some of them are because of the characters and the story. And a lot of them are also because of the soundtrack. So um, before we get to mm-hmm. that, yeah,
3: I will say this. One, kind of like you, I always thought, I just always knew there was Cowboy Bebop on and stuff. And then when you told me there are 26 episodes, I'm kind of disappointed now that there's only like 26 Why? episodes. Because I'm like, I guess I assumed this thing was like much longer like this was, maybe was not a, always on? Yes, it was like, maybe not like a one piece where I need 800 episodes, but I figured it'd be like, you know, at least like in the, like a hundred.
2: <laughs> oh no. No. I can't even imagine that.
0: It's also this weird thing too. So like Shonen, Shoujo, anything geared towards a younger audience is going to be with episodes in the hundreds. Um, mm. I think the genre is called Shonen. I, I need to get that pronunciation.
3: But it's also one of those, like but people talk about this show all the time. And so I'm like, well, why are we talking about this if it's literally only 26 episodes?
0: Because it was an extremely good show
2: also every time it ended it would just be back on from the beginning yep every time and it never took a break it's just back at it yeah
0: and like ultimately like more mature anime does wrap up after one season one or two seasons two seasons if you're lucky shonen runs forever it's just insane how long those runs are well
3: (laughs) because the same thing was like sailor moon you're like oh there's only like two seasons or whatever they were trying to do
0: they got weird stuff though yeah. Sailor Moon is technically like five. Like the way they structure their seasons is weird, because you have Sailor Moon proper, Sailor Moon R, Sailor Moon Star, Sailor on Sailor Moon Super S, and those are mm-hmm. all the same story being continued. But instead of doing season two, they did an entire different name. But it's yeah. all one story. Like you have to watch them sequentially, otherwise. Yeah, you but don't still, how many episodes
3: did we have throughout all Sailor Moon, anyways?
0: Man, it's about a hundred it I, I it's thought gonna it was be a hundred yeah it's like it's either a hundred or a little under a hundred okay. and then they had about mm-hmm. five six movies I was
3: thinking it was only maybe in the fifties or sixties I think it's I know like, we did it but it was like such a long it's, time ago
2: yeah
0: I don't even know how many there are it's I mean, all isn't, in,
2: isn't Inuyasha like 50 is shia- Inuyasha is 64
0: act? oh okay yeah it's 54 and then 20 20 something for the final act yeah but that's like
2: both of those are standard for that kind of
0: anime
3: Yeah, there's only... Oh, no, it's season one. There's
0: 167 episodes to 200 episodes of Sailor Moon. Wow, okay. Yeah, it lasted a short time, but, like, this is, like, the total Sailor Moon. This is just Sailor Moon one. Right, okay. Yeah. So, like, each season has, like, each thing has, like, 46 or 60 of them in it, and then they have, like, a total... Mm. Yeah. And then you also have Save a Moon Crystal now, which adds new I mean, stuff it's fine. In, I wasn't
3: so. even including that one per se.
0: Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, but you will find with more mature anime they do they do tend to do one to two season runs. Nobody has that time when they're thirty. Mm-mm. Granted, I binge a lot of stuff, so I guess I do. <laughs> um Okay. So As much as people love the the story and the characters, they also love the soundtrack. Um, So the music for Cowboy Bebop was composed by Yoko Kano and her band The Seatbelts. Kano performed blues and jazz with her band and they ended up making it all for the series. So everything you hear in the series is specifically made for it. And according to Kano, the music was one of the first aspects of the series to actually begin production before most of the character, story, or animation had even been finalized. The genres used for its composition were Western, opera, and jazz. Watanabe noted that Kano did not score the music exactly as he had told her to and he stated She gets inspired on her own, follows up on her own imagery, and comes to me saying this is a song we need for Cowboy Bebop, and composes something completely on her own. Kano herself was sometimes surprised at how pieces of her music were used in the scenes, and sometimes wished that they had been used elsewhere, but she never found that any of the uses of the music was inappropriate. Watanabe further explained that he would He would take inspiration from Kano's music after listening to it in order to create scenes, new scenes, Mm. and new stories from it. These new scenes, in turn, would inspire Kano and give her new ideas for the music, and she would come to Watanabe with even more music. Watanabe cited, as an example, some songs in the second half of the series. We didn't even ask her for the songs. She just made them and brought them to us. He commented that while Kano's method was normally unforgivable and unacceptable in animation... (laughs) it was ultimately a big hit with cowboy bebop and what the nabi described his collaboration with kano as a game of catch between the two of us developing the music and creating the the tv series and to me that's really cool because it kind of reminds me of the marvel method that we talked about in our steve ditko episode where steve ditko drew the panels and drew the comic book and then stan lee wrote the stories um Mm. or whoever he was working with because that was the marvel method you had the art first and then you put in the words and i i think it i haven't heard of this happening with animation before you can at me if it has but the fact that they the reason that the soundtrack sticks with so many people is because the soundtrack is the core of what this of what it seems to be the core of what the series is um and then you even have song titles like bohemian rhapsody and asteroid blues and like just everything that is music related since the series broadcast, Kano and the Seatbelts have released seven original uh, soundtrack al- albums, two singles, and extended plates. Um, as you'll see in the fan, but why those? The opening of the show is described as one of the best in all anime. Um, and this is pretty much what got, has been said about it. The seeds for the score um, from Kano um, about how she made this. The seeds for the score were sown in middle middle school and high school when I was a member of a brass band. I wanted to play brass music that shook your soul, made your blood boil, made you lose it. The yearning became Tank, which was the opening theme. I wanted to make music which would light a fire in me when I played it. And the intro for Cowboy Bebop, I don't know if you liked it, Matt, but that's that is an iconic song. And it's one... I think that and, like, maybe two other anime themes are what I think about. Like, I, if it comes on, I know exactly what anime it's from. Um, and it has, like, a really special place in my heart.
1: Yeah. I was watching one of the episodes, um, like, kind of, like, in the background while I was grading papers, like, during lunch the other day. And, like, someone, like, popped their head in. I was like, is that, ca- that cowboy bebop? And it was, like, just the intro. So, like, the intro is, like, yeah. definitely, I agree, Kate, like, one of the most yeah. iconic in terms of, like, anime itself.
0: Did you like the music?
3: I mean, it was there. I mean, I didn't think it was like, <laughs> like iconic, I guess, and yeah. didn't like resonate, I guess, with me. But I don't think it was bad or anything.
0: And I think one of the reasons too that it's iconic is that it's it's Western, right? It's it's jazz in mm-hmm. anime, and a lot, even some of like the darker animes still have that J poppy feel to them, and that's just how anime's get introed. Even like some of like the really deep Full Metal Alchemist songs are still J pop songs. Um, but this was different, and it was mostly instrumental, and it was heavy. Um, I'm sure somebody's gonna at me with like a list of songs that are Western that start animes, but.
1: But yeah, the music's really good. It's distinct, right? Like, yeah. Um, I can't think of another anime that has like again. again you're probably gonna get added by people, but like I, I can't think of any off the top of my head that have this kind of music style to it.
2: Very,
1: yeah. Straight bangers, as the kids would say.
2: <laughs> I think it is yo. Know, it's like very. Un- I think, I think that's their process of how she would compose it and then give it to them as unique, like Kate was talking about. But it's like, I just remember some of the most memorable scenes, like the fight scenes, especially. I can just imagine some of the music from them, like in my brain. Yeah, and that's like some of my favorite part, favorite things about it. It's just like the fight scenes with the music.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I agree there too. Um, another one of the but why those is genre. Um, and this is a fan but why though, because it's an anime that transcends, melds, and builds its own genre, which was what the Navi has been on record saying was his purpose. So, Cowboy Bebop was the cornerstone of Adult Swim's golden era of anime, as we talked about. It was started in 2001 and went on to influence a myriad of media outside of anime, specifically Firefly, um, which I'll talk about <laughs> a little bit later. Some
3: that also got canceled after one season? Yeah.
0: Well, this didn't get canceled. It okay, concluded. my bad.
3: Lasted one season.
0: That one got canceled. <laughs> Um, but like if you watch Firefly, like rewatching Cowboy Bebop, like this past week, I've been like, oh shit, Firefly is pretty much this, just this. Yeah, um, not wrong. Oh for sure. It also influenced. I know, I know. Uh, we have our issues with Ryan Johnson, but it did influence Ryan Johnson's Brick, which was his first movie. Brick is an amazing movie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's a noir crime drama in a high school um it's on netflix i highly recommend people watch it um but that's been cited it um that's been cited as an inspiration for it um i don't know if firefly has been confirmed as inspiration but everything about firefly is cowboy bebop um just like taken to the upteenth level in a weird way um the era showed american audiences that anime could be mature um that anime could mature into something more complex than than simplistic beat em up stories um, and this is a quote, like, they call and, and I don't necessarily agree with it entirely, but it really helps solidify anime as an art form and as telling, like, way deeper stories. This is, like, a really high generalization. You know, there are very deep things in shonen, but you shonen and shojo are introduced for teenagers, preteens and teenagers. And so ultimately the the bar of storytelling is different and for a lot of western audiences just because western audiences don't like giving high status to animation, that's what they were lumping anime in with. So in the same way that um Akira can be seen as a movie that launched stuff for the US in like a movie bracket um among our generation cowboy bebop is what did that um in letting us know that there was there was something after just watching shonen there was something also happening um and the show is a hybrid of things like comedy and detective capers and action and sci-fi and westerns and film noir um it's equal parts john way and philip k dick Um, In a lot of cases, and the director himself says that Spike is a blend of Enter the Dragon, Dirty Harry, and Blade Runner. And that's how he's run everything. And if you don't know, um, Enter the Dragon is a Bruce Lee movie. Um, Dirty Harry, obviously. Dirty Harry and Blade Runner. Do
3: you not know those people?
0: Clint Eastwood and Harrison Ford. Okay. (laughs) That sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. So Spike is bruce lee clint eastwood and harrison ford all and, in one and he tried to make him uncool yeah i, I don't <laughs> <Okay>. understand <laughs> it was in the quote mm. um so the series makes specific references or pastiches to multiple films and a pastiche is kind of like a, a parody without being a clear parody so they're not necessarily making fun of it so much as replicating it in a different sense um it can be a parody and can be comedic. Um, But it's also as an homage to, um, including the works of John Woo, Bruce Lee, uh, Midnight Run, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Alien, in one of my favorite episodes, the episode is called Toys in the Attic, and essentially Spike leaves a a lobster in a refrigerator for a year, and it grows into this weird thing that starts attacking people on the ship. (laughs) Um, and it's it's great.
3: So, how did it grow into this thing for a year?
0: It's because it was on Ganymede. It was like a local Ganymede food, but when he put it in the fridge, and it like did it, it ended up growing a new thing inside it. Yeah. So was like it like? Alive? It mutated. No, it was dead. But like, it, like essentially, you have it closed in a container. It's essentially like.
3: So it grew mold and bacteria. Yeah, and then it turned into else. a thing.
0: Okay. Yes. Yes. you
3: said just like put a lobster in there and all of a sudden it like
0: became, well it like, decayed in lobster. shit over a year it was no it wasn't a super lobster it was like a proto life form thing it was weird it was cool though and it's toys in the attic if you want to watch it um the series also includes excessive references and elements from science fiction bearing strong similarities to cyberpunk fiction and several planets in space is Several planets and space stations in the series are made in Earth's image. The streets of celestial objects such as Ganymede resemble a modern port city, while Mars features shopping malls, theme parks, casinos, and cities. Cowboy Bebop's universe is filled with video players and hyperspace gates, ecopolitics, fairdowns, spaceships, Native American shamans, as well and the setting has been described as one part chinese diaspora and two parts wild wild uh wild west i said wild wild west but wild west um like the first episode takes place in Tijuana. um and ultimately uh out so so outside of the ones that i already mentioned also um orson scott card the writer for ender's game also praised the series and used it as inspiration Um, When it comes to what makes it Western, so what makes it sci-fi is obviously that it's in space, it is in a future, and it deals... You see how people use technology. Um, And what makes it a Western is that there isn't a choice for Spike, ultimately, and one of the most common storytelling things in a Western is called The Dead Man's Walk, um, and that's from Peter French, and essentially The Dead Man's Walk is that person is doomed from the start. Um, and you, as the show progresses, you realize that that's what it is. Um, it also... Westerns focus on like, they're not necessarily heroes, they're more anti-heroes, and that they have their own code of honor. Um and not so much on moral quandaries. It's all about personal wrongs and not heroics. And Westerns go heavily in with Ronin films. So these are the samurai movies like Seven Samurai and, um, Akira Kurosawa, um, who is one of the leading directors of Ronin films. And those go really straight with Westerns. Um, it's also influenced by noir. He essentially, there's this idea that he could be dreaming, um, he wonders that when he survived the explosion, when he was trying to escape with Julia, if it was like, if all of it's a dream. So he mentions it multiple times that this could just be a dream and Matt kind of like the, that Archer stuff. It's like a common trope in film noir. Um, and then once Julia, Julia dies, he kind of accepts that he's alive, but he also starts his really, really, self-destructive but also mm. like okay well it is real so now i have to do something about it mm. um the one of the biggest things that leads us into noir is faye herself she's clearly a femme fatale she derives her power from her sexuality she's extremely intelligent and head of her team all the time and she's an active player in the story um which a lot of people give femme fatales a bad rap Um, But ultimately, the femme fatale was a trope that was the first time women were allowed to be active in their stories. Before that, they were just there. They were just showpieces. And ultimately, Faye is the only character that changes substantially from the moment she gets on the bebop to the moment um, she leaves the series. Mm. Um, One of the other really important things about Cowboy Bebop is essentially every character fails. Um nothing they do goes as planned like they're living on this falling apart ship they're constantly poor um they struggle and they have and they each have their own trauma but in spite of that they end up loving each other and building this bond and you just
1: summarized uh, firefly
0: yeah thank you <laughs> yeah look at the character tropes they're the exact yeah. same thing Jesus. too it's all firefly um, which is actually, so I found a subreddit that is just called Firefly versus Cowboy Bebop. And it's just people talking about how Josh Whedon ripped off Firefly from Cowboy Bebop. Um, I kinda, going like, into the incri- in, in, intricacies.
1: Yeah, kind of go back to my watch. Like, I was thinking, I, and I'm glad that you made, that it's like an actual thing and I wasn't just losing my mind. I was like, holy moly, this just feels like I'm watching Firefly, but animated. And if more you, animated fight scenes. Yeah, and more dogs.
0: If you look at the designs of the ship. The ship looks very similar to Serenity. The The ship looks really like the Serenity. Yeah, the use of Chinese diasporic um, imagery and storytelling. Also there, it's a space western. Um, Yeah. The character types are all there as well. It's just... Yeah.
1: You got some explaining to do, Jess.
0: Yeah. No, like, I realized... I I still love Firefly for what it is, but after, like, doing this rewatch and stuff, I was like, oh, gosh, this isn't as original as I thought it was, (laughs) being completely honest.
2: Like most things in this world.
0: Yeah. You will reach a
3: point where nothing is actually unique eventually.
0: Yeah. Well, see, Mm -hmm. like, that's, like, I'm fine if it's, like, influenced by it, but rewatching it, it's, like, it's it.
2: Yeah. It is. It's different if it was paying homage to it, but it's pretty much, like,
0: uh, is it? No. And from what I could find, Joss Whedon has never once acknowledged Cowboy Bebop in it. Like mm-hmm. people watching the two have.
1: Yeah, we, we got reavers and more political squabbling. There's not. There's no way this is the same. Joss Whedon probably.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the big the big takeaway from Cowboy Bebop and it the its centralizing failure in its storytelling is just that like we're all broken every person on that strip is on that on the bebop is broken in some way they have some trauma as a piece of them and you have characters like spike who choose to ignore it and not deal with that piece and Mm. essentially the takeaway in in a character like Faye is that you have to fix yourself unless you accept it it's not gonna happen Um, Ultimately, the cool thing is that Spike's last name, Spiegel, actually means mirror in German, and it was purposely done to help put the audience into Spike's shoes, um, or make Spike the character that the audience would see themselves in. Mm -hmm. Um, It's how we develop, and it's how we develop with our trauma and how we cope with it that helps us grow, and it's the same thing for the characters. Unless you're Spike, who runs head-on in a suicide mission into his past and refuses to let it go and ends up dying, probably. He did. Yeah. Um. So, any- Do y'all have anything to say on that? So- Sorry,
2: I had I had a thought, and it's gone. Sorry. <laughs> um. No, I mean, like, I think that's why I like the like this show so much, because I have a thing about characters that are damned if they do and damned if they don't. Yeah. Like, I relate to characters that are flawed, and I think it's, like, sometimes when you watch anime, like, Sailor Moon, like, she's got hella flaws, but oh, no, yeah. she also, it, they also come out, like, on top as, like, a Mary Sue, whereas, like, yeah. I like the Bebop crew, because Ed doesn't know doesn't know where her dad is or her where Mm -hmm. she's from or anything faye has lost her memory and like you're right she goes through a whole transformation i think she becomes a better person for it yeah and spike is just really self-destructive and he doesn't care if he dies like he puts himself in like the most dangerous situations and like i think jet jet's just there trying to make sure everybody doesn't die pretty much (laughs) but it's like there's still a unit and they're functioning to a point, but i I just I like how relatable that is that we we're all flawed, and we all fail sometimes, but you just gotta keep
0: trucking along, yeah, I mean, and a lot of people have talked about this too um when it comes to philosophy, which is the next fan, but why or the next which is the next, but why though is the show's philosophy um and I'll include these two video essays in the show notes of the episode, um so you can watch them in full but they talk about how, essentially, this show is an accurate depiction of the human race in meaning that, like, we'll do anything we can to find meaning in the meaningless. And every single one of these characters' purpose is, there's there's no purpose. They don't know what to do. Like, Spike says it multiple times. Like, I'm just, whatever happens, happens, man. Like, just go with mm-hmm. it. There's nothing needed behind this. It's survival. It's getting money to get food and not just eat beef and peppers. <laughs> um, and there's nothing beyond it. But each member of that crew wants to go beyond it with the exception of Spike until he finds Julie again and he has to find – and he has to, like – he goes on his self-destructive suicidal mission. Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, we typically only have one goal in our minds and finding that one connection that makes us feel whole – And everything up to that point is devoid of any true meaning. Our characters in the show want to feel connected and avoid the truth that their only objective is simply waiting for confrontation with whatever spawned the emptiness that they feel. And that's directly from the video essay that I watched. Um, And I thought it was really powerful because like, they're just constantly confronting the trauma and the loneliness, which is another major theme in Cowboy Bebop. Every single Mm. person on that ship has been alone for one reason or another. And it's them coming together that makes it important. And when you break down like the way people are, so Spike is the existentialist. He believes, as you know Meisler talks about it, through a combination of awareness, free will, and personal responsibility. He can construct his own meaning within the world. And intrinsically the world is nothing. So the world is only what he does. And that's what existentialism is. It's that we control every single piece around us and there's no purpose if we're not in it, essentially. Um, Faye's the nihilist, and this also goes into the NAR trope as well. Um, She believes that not only is there no intrinsic meaning to the universe, but it's also pointless to try and construct your own as a substitute for it. Um, It's like she's a gambler who only believes in luck. Um, Jet is the absurdist The quickest to laugh He believes that a search for meaning Is inherently in conflict with the actual Lack of meaning But that one should both accept this And simultaneously rebel against it Embracing what life has to offer Um, He just embraces life As it is That's it Um, And ultimately the show Ends up looking from um, This Taoist sense Um, So Shang Zhu said the most trivial actions attach the devotion and mind mindfulness of a hundred monks to matter to matters of life and death attach a sense of humor um which is like the show constantly focuses on these small tiny things and it makes them look bigger and then when you see spike in the face of you know life or death issues it's almost light um and it's really weird It, it just has this really great balance um I don't know if any of y'all have anything to say on, like, the philosophy of Cowboy Bebop, um, but it was something that I found, like, it came up a lot when I was doing the research for this.
3: I've only watched one episode.
0: <laughs> what is the philosophy of Ein?
3: He's a dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. I never really thought about it in, in that perspective, um, and it makes me want to kind of. Like Sick I have a series? Does he have a series of, like all the anime car- like all the anime shows? I would definitely like love to go back and watch that. But um, yeah, I, 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 it just makes me rethink who's my favorite character on this show by like looking at it from this perspective. Yeah. Um, so I look forward to watching that video. And I hope we put it in the show notes so everyone can see it.
0: Yes. So who is
3: everybody's favorite character?
0: Ooh, that would have been a good question to ask. Well Matt. Can get <laughs> yeah.
1: now? I was gonna ask it, but I didn't want to like put us into like a whole thing and then Matt yell at us for going over time. So but I ask. asked but it. I like Jet.
2: Spike, then. Ah, oh, damn. Spike, because obviously I have a crush on Spike. Um, <laughs> Faye is the true, my true favorite. And then Ed. No, Ed, then Faye. It uh, changes, damn it.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, by obligation, Ein, because I love that good boy. Uh, but no, oh. uh, truly Faye um Mm. because she has the most growth it's amazing um it's Mm -hmm. not that i don't love spike i think spike is one of the best anime protagonists Mm -hmm. um probably in all the anime i've watched but when it comes to like somebody who true like the fact that spike doesn't grow which is a part of his character and it's great um i don't see a lot of like pieces that I identify with, which I mean, ultimately, like, I think if I get out of my own head, i probably identify with Spike more, because I don't change a lot of my behavior. Um, but I love Faye. I've always loved Faye. Um, Mm -hmm. I've always wanted Spike and Faye to be together. Same! Yeah, they should've. But yeah. Um,
2: I I will say I also chose Spike because of the one most relatable line that's ever been in anime. He's wearing a puffy winter coat. And he yells, do I look like I have money? Yes. And that is what I am internally yelling all the time, (laughs) no matter what. (laughs) I'm just cold, and I don't have money. (laughs) But uh, but for real, I mean, Ed is probably one of my most favorite characters in all anime, because I think it was something for me, because I love space. I love sci-fi. And -hmm. it was just something to see, like, this little brown girl who's, like, super weird, but creative, and just, like i don't know she was like she wasn't like most teenage anime girls yeah and you know like she's super smart and she's just like super unique and she's in space and she's doing all these computer hacky things like she's the smartest character in the whole show yep (laughs) i just but like no one understands half the crap she says and i love her i love her design like how she's so
0: androgynous yeah because like there's like in her like main episode they're like oh she's an alien she's a boy (laughs) she's this she's that and they don't know what she is because she's kind of like built up this reputation for Mm -hmm. for herself and i think the other thing one of the things that's really cool about bebop and it's one of the reasons that i like watching a lot of sci-fi it's one of the reasons why i loved altered carbon is the way that it builds its world is like everybody is so connected and people are just there it's Mm -hmm. an extremely diverse universe which you don't really find in anime a lot Mm -hmm. um and it's the way it's treated is like you'll have street signs and 10 different languages on one street going different Mm -hmm. ways for different areas um and it's all just kind of mixing together and it's one of the reasons that i love the altered carbon world a whole bunch um and I just think it's really well done and I didn't get to I didn't mention that but I probably should have it's also one of the things that makes it unique in anime Um, oh for sure I mean
2: I know you guys said we're running short on time but that's something like I really have loved about it too is just like the concept of so obviously people like there's the Chinese syndicate so we know like the is it red dragon i'm like oh uh, yeah my red dragon. dragon okay red dragons so like obviously there's still nationality in space but at a certain point because most people don't live on earth anymore and they've gone to other colonies it's like some people are like oh i'm a martian because like some people live on mars yeah or it's like it gets to a certain point where it's i think this was an argument like, when yeah. the, the new sh- when the live action was announced when people were like talking about like well who's gonna play spike and then like people were like well or like it was about Ed, I think actually, where people were saying like, "Well, what is Ed?" And nobody knows the answer yeah. to what most of these characters' nationalities are, because the it's so diverse, and it's not like I mean, on our show we've had this discussion too when it comes down to er- characters and live actions and who should play who, and like being appropriate. And it's kind of like one of those things where like I like that it's really diverse. Like like you said, they go to a planet like Jupiter. And it's, like, all this shit's going on. Yeah.
0: Because, like, Jet is, Jet identifies as Ganymedean. Because
2: he's from Ganymede. Mm -hmm.
0: And and then you have, I think, ultimately, Faye. Faye says that she's Romani. But I think they show her as actually being from Singapore. Mm -hmm. And then I've always seen Spike as, like, a white dude.
2: Yeah, Always. and his last name is Spiegel, yeah. so I think it's assumed that like he has some kind of German roots. Yeah. But then some people are like Spike's Asian, and I just like I guess there's n- not there's nothing like Mars. there's no
0: like and we'll kind of get into this context. There's been some news that have come out, but it's like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like this is an anime that like is so different and so out. Like anybody can literally be anything, Ed, mm-hmm. is, so long as you have a brown person playing Ed, because that's the only thing you know about Ed, because Ed made up her name. Yeah, her name is None. Edward Wong, but you don't even know if that is remotely close to who she is. Exactly. Like, yeah. What, what's her full racially?
2: name? Oh my god! That I so fun d- to have say. to look Some that
1: up. Craziness. Look, that's why they did it. They gave like a crazy long name, so like you just you can just put you know anybody close enough in there. Yep.
3: Who decided that was a good enough name to make four of them?
2: I don't know. Well, her dad, she's, but then like I just weird. I know this because I just watched the episode yet last night of where she meets up with her dad again.
0: Yeah. And
2: he, her dad is just as goofy as he is. I oh mean, yeah. she is.
0: Yeah, yeah, entirely. And um so it's so I I didn't know this. Uh her actual name is Francois Appledelphi. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yep. And the <laughs> I thought it was funny because the dad Disney was like oh my thank you for looking after my son yeah. and they're like oh wait or daughter I'm like god you are a terrible father worse than Goku Well, probably. but, it, but yes, it's also worse.
0: one of those things too where it's like Ed is really fluid so I've actually when I was reading like a lot of things like Faye's the person who says that she's a girl mm mm-hmm. Um. Ed is just kind of like eh I'm here. It doesn't even um, care. And so if you look at a lot of the, um like, the newer articles that come out on it, because uh, Cowboy Bebop had its 20th in April um mm. for its 20-year anniversary, so there was a lot of articles on it. Um They just use they mm. when they write. Um But it's, yeah. Canonically, she, but it changes depending on who she's talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, oh the other fun fact I had was that Spike is voiced by Batman Steve Bloom who is Batman in the Arkham Asylum games and oh the new I thought you were talking movies. about I was I like out of all things. the Batman, that Conroy
3: is not the Batman or Troy I was thinking Baker, of
2: but Steve was, I thought you were talking about Kevin Conroy I was just like wait like
3: there's <laughs> Kevin Conroy. There's Will Arnett. There's Troy Baker.
0: Steve Bloom, who is doing okay. the new Batman movies and the Arkham Asylum series. There's the another one actually that
3: I can't think ever, of.
2: Besides Vegeta.
3: <laughs> Out of all the Batman, Steve Bloom was not the one I was thinking of.
2: Well, whatever. <laughs> he, still um, has an, he has an iconic voice in anime for sure.
0: He is. He's an extremely iconic voice in anime. Yeah. And I had forgotten about like because I've been watching so much uh, sub. That I forgot, like, once I heard Spike speak, I was like, oh, he's everywhere. He was also the Toonami voice. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yep. And Mugen and Samuel yep. Champloo, which I always love the theory that Mugen is the ancestor of Spike
0: somehow. Oh, I love that theory, because they're pretty much the same character. Absolutely the same. Both self-destructive and have dark past. Yep. Um, so if you don't know, uh, Cowboy Bebop, if you want another great anime in the same vein as Cowboy Bebop, but based in feudal era, uh, or Edo? Is it Edo or feudal? It's one of the two. Samurai Champloo is
2: just like a western also. Yeah! Like this one.
0: So, Uh, Samurai Champloo is really cool in that it is highly spaghetti western, highly ronin, and then highly uh, comedy. And in the same way that, like, the and Watanabe's behind that as well. And so, mm -hmm. ultimately, one of the core things about Samurai Champloo is the music as well. Um, And in the same way that Cowboy Bebop uses western music, like opera and jazz, um, Samurai Champloo uses Mm hip-hop. And it's really cool. Awesome fighting scenes yeah
1: and just on on the voices like i it wasn't i was trying to figure out like where where to put it but i think there's like the good Spices. any i think cowboy bebop is one of the few animes where like the dub is better than the sub but i think that's like universally known just because the dub is just so good and mainly because of the voice actors in it
2: i did try the sub once and i i will say that i just did not care for the voices and i think it's like you said they're just very iconic
3: Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because we talk about the voice actors And we did basically the uh, What was that stupid food movie <laughs> What
1: was the stupid food movie really The what one with Youth. Yes
3: the, the flavors of youth And basically oh. Kate tried to blame the voice actors For such bad thing until we looked up Who the actual voice actors were and she was like Oh my gosh these are actually the people doing this This is like so weird
0: Yeah Whatever It's a Patreon exclusive episode You can You can go listen to it if you want Patreon people Listen to that, don't watch the movie. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I, I think I think you're right, Adrian. Um and I it's just also one of those things I can never watch it in sub. I tried. It was just not good. Um and I don't think you get the same feel, and this may just be because I don't I'm not I don't speak Japanese, I'm not a native Japanese speaker, but when you go on to places like when he's in Tijuana or he's like whenever or he's on Mars and you have these interactions with people from multiple cultures and speaking different languages Mm -hmm. you when i watched it in the sub you didn't really get the differentiations in accent and speaking whereas it you know to my ears because i'm an english speaker but when you watch it in the dub in english you can tell how many different people are in that one space um, mm-hmm. which I think adds to it, which, again, makes me think of Altered Carbon Future, where, like, people are just jumping in and out of different languages constantly. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, finally, the critical response. Critics love it. <laughs> uh, the word masterpiece gets thrown around a lot for it. I agree. Um, it's the first time a solo director what the Watanabe had created um, he ended up creating this gorgeous tale of morality and romance and violence, and it was super dark. Look at the lies of outlaws, and it is just great overall. I mean, it has an 8.9 rating on IMDb, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 93% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. The movie that they have for it is 65% critic score, and 90% audience score. Um, It's extremely highly rated. It won a whole bunch of awards. I didn't include any of the top anime lists because they're all dated Mm. past five years. And Matt was going to ask me for current ones. Yeah, you tried to slip some ratings in here from like 1990 over here. Blame Wikipedia. No, um, but it is constantly in the rankings of top animes and uh, also top anime themes and stuff like that. Um, but, finally, one of the reasons that it's super important today is that Altered, uh, Altered Carbon anime movie was announced, um, brought to us by Daisato, who worked on Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Chiaplu, and the fact that Altered Carbon is a sci-fi noir series, I think that it's gonna just go really, really well. With mm-hmm. this as okay, so why should I watch well. this
3: over actual Altered Carbon, which is fantastic minus the last five minutes?
0: The anime movie? Yes. Well, it's it's going to be a continuation of the world. It's not a it. It's just it's added. You don't have to watch it. Okay. I want to watch it because I love Diasato and I love anime, and I do want more. I mean, of I love Altered, loved Carbon, Altered Carbon,
3: and it was an amazing show except for the last five minutes, and it was probably one of my. Probably one of my favorite I shows I watched I would say anybody,
0: anybody who didn't work on the original project was going to come in and write this, Daisato is the guy. Mm. So is anybody from
3: Altered Carbon even on here?
0: Yes. Okay.
3: That's what do I ask? Yes. Okay.
0: It's being added as like extra material for it. Okay. You're like you're essentially gonna. They haven't released too much information, but it's going to be a continuation of the world outside of our main characters.
1: I got you, Kate. The 50 best anime series of all time, dated October fourth, twenty eighteen. Cowboy Bebop, number one, and that's like out of a lot of really, really good animes. Mm. So that's a really, really good list, and it's like a detailed list too. It's not like just a guy picking movies. It looks like it looks like it's it got some good, good list. So two and three, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and Neon Genesis. Um Evangelion? For, say again?
0: Evangelion or
1: Yeah, Evangelion. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with those three. Yeah. Definitely fine it. with those Pretty three. Good list. Yeah, that, that, that's that's a good list.
2: Yeah, I chose Brotherhood. That was the <laughs>
0: that's the one that is signed. <laughs> um, um and then also Nisha, you already mentioned the live action series, but we finally have a production date for that. It had been yes. talked about for a while, but it is going to start being it's going to start production in April of 2019, and it is optioned for Netflix right now. Oh, I hope so. Um, I can't buy
2: another... St- I'm not buying another <laughs> streaming service if they try to put this somewhere behind a paywall.
0: I'm buying the Disney one, so... Why? Because Cassian and Loki?
1: No. Suddenly, Disney streaming service is real for you now.
0: I mean,
2: yeah. I've always wanted to buy Look, it. Do y'all want to go in on a com- like, on- and trade <laughs>
3: i'll get so dc
2: we... universe you get disney
0: i mean we can't say it on here but if you'd like to work out illegal. where we share passwords on things mm-hmm. i'd be fine. just edit that. that part out i, I just, will
2: i i need to get a group of people who are down if anything sharing.
0: if anything for like the purpose of writing and the website nisha we need to share our streaming services oh my god it's
2: an expense it's exactly. a company expense we figured it
3: Could, out. Does that mean I get to use Curiosity Stream as a company experience? Are you
0: going to write about it?
3: Well, I'm not allowed to write about that stuff on our thing.
0: You mean you can?
3: What am I going to write about that's really going to be relatable to what our content is? <laughs> Brian
0: Cox, popular scientist.
3: Fun fact about the Brian Cosmins. Cox he was actually a rock star and had a number one hit in Europe. And then he got in a bar fight. And then he just said, I don't really like this lifestyle. I'm going to go be a world renowned physicist. And
2: then he was. Live your dream. <laughs> got it <laughs> that is that is literally the def- new definition of live your dream <laughs>
0: um so like i have to ask the question to you we you kind of touched on it a little bit and i because mm-hmm. it's what our other podcast is about like do you think it's gonna work do you think that a live action um how would be gonna work and also sunrise which was the initial mm-hmm. um Studio Behind Kawaii Lop is also involved in the live action production.
3: Come on, they're still around? Yeah. That's impressive yeah. then.
2: I have more faith in it working out knowing that they're involved, knowing that Sunrise is involved. Also, it's a com- not it's a completed series. It's not like like we talked about this in our earlier episode this week of just like the issue with the attack on Titan movie movie is they didn't know how where to go with it because they didn't know where the story was going at that point with the anime. Mm-hmm. So I feel like knowing where the story is going with cowboy bebop there's really no excuse to f this up looking <laughs> at you avatar the last airbender there is no excuse to not know what to do with it like li- they could get three se- three solid seasons out of this four if they play their cards right and i just i fi- I have confidence in it if the right people were behind it i feel so i'm selfish saying this but i want taika watiti involved in some aspect. I don't know why. I just feel like he does well with
0: things in space. But... He does do well. We do... We need a genuine sci-fi director.
2: Exactly. And it's... I mean, that might not just be him. But, I mean,
0: maybe... Get a few
2: different directors to come on board. Like, what Ava DuVernay does. Like, bringing on different think I think there should be about, like, a slot of, like,
0: five... Mm Because I I know that, like, because I think that, like, some, I think the Netflix shows have been running through, like, three or five, like, between three and five, with the exception of, like, some series, like, Haunting the Hill House was one director. Yeah. But, um, I think, like, they should definitely bring on different ones. Um, I know,
1: I know a guy who does a really good uh, cowboy, space cowboy franchise. I think he'd be really good uh, for this. What, the Navi? Joss Joss Whedon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to (laughs) go. Uh, no, because this is lot, a lot less on the nose than Fireflies. Yeah, I think this is better. than I mean, Firefly. I mean, I I think overall, I think it'll work, and I think it'll work mm-hmm. because you're also not constrained by like locations or like yeah, you can have all different types of actors and all different mm-hmm. different types of like settings, and like it 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 has a potential to work, and I think. Actually, whoever the fuck... Get whoever works on Altered Carbon, at least, like, one of those days. Because it was... It, it's the same... It, it fits in that world. Um, I agree. Like they I mean, made, like,
2: after watching Altered Carbon and then watching, like, What Happened to Monday, mm-hmm. I don't have a doubt that they'll put out... They won't put out something good that has to do with sci-fi. Like, those are two of my yeah. top favorite sci-fi movies. Uh, Sense8 as
0: well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Like yeah. like... Netflix has been knocking it out, so I actually have faith. I, I, yeah. Netflix has given me faith and stuff, and I also think too, like this is when I think that this is different than like Death Note in that, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. they have everything that they can want with producing this in live action. It's also not like out there, right? Like it's si- it's science fiction, but we know how to do science fiction. We don't know how to do a giant spirit bomb out of coming out of somebody's hands. Like I feel mm-hmm. like. As detached as this world is and how in the future this world is, it still feels real and human and it's not as extravagant as, like, say, Bleach or something. If
2: they can do Star Wars for all this, all these years, if they've been able to do Star Wars, they can do a decent Cowboy Bebop TV series. Yeah. I I have faith. That is what I'm basing my faith in. (laughs) So... Let's see if that holds up in like two years after it's actually out. And I look, I'm excited to see who the cast is, and yeah. nervous. Um, I'm selfish and I want Louis Tan to play Spike, but I don't. know Like we said, I feel I like it's see all. That.
0: So you see that? See
2: some hair, right? Yeah, he
0: needs more hair. But oh, I he'll can see shoot. it. Shoot,
2: he wants to play Spike, and I was just like, yeah, hire that man. He'll, yeah. like let him grow out his hair, but he already has a show on Netflix too. The oh yeah,
0: role. John Woo's assassins.
2: Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, so we'll There's see. He's all, he's long. already got
0: a foot in the door. Yeah, they had to make up for almost casting him as Iron Fist. <sighs> that poor man. He got he he he's scheduled into shooting for the role. I just okay. It's not fair. Yeah. Okay, we're not not here for this. <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, Adrian. What do you think?
1: Um, I think. I mean, from from what I was reading, like when they first, because they've been saying this for like a while, right? Yeah. And the director seems like on board, and if they're getting like or like the you know the original people seem like they were on board, and if they're bringing Sunrise in for it, um, I'm sure it'll be good. And Netflix has has a pretty good track record of putting out you know d- different things. I don't think I agree that like it doing it this anime. I think will transition well. Yeah, it's hard to do Dragon Ball. I, but I don't think Spirit Bomb is a problem for for why Dragon Ball Evolution is terrible. No, it wasn't. I, <laughs> no, I, mean, I know. I'm saying I was gonna...
0: like the, <laughs> many farther, the far, why it's terrible. There are many reasons. Yeah, but, like, yeah. The farther no, but, away, but you're right. I, you I have think less excuses.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, mm-hmm. I think this can transition very well, and I think it would take like a monumental like mess up, like I don't know, like a terrible casting decision or something mm-hmm. for 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 them to mess this up. Because I think it's very uh, easy to transition, and I just hope that if they do do it they do it in the way that like the the originators want it to be and just make it like a short series you don't need to drag yeah. this out yeah. just let it go, let it hit and then let it fade away like Cowboy Bebop did in the anime. Yeah.
0: Three seasons tops I mean and also like actually yeah, What the Watanabe should just come do some live action stuff. I don't know if he's done any live action stuff but he should just come in and direct it mhm oh
2: one more thing to add. I will say that if this was ten years ago I don't think this would have worked.
0: Oh yeah so Definitely. I wanna
2: just make sure I say that. Like, I think today, with today's technology and with the movies we've had lately, and I'm basing it off of like Thor Ragnarok and Star Wars and just like like you said, Alter Carbon. I have more faith now. But if this was announced ten years ago, I would say no.
0: Yeah. I mean we got it, it was Firefly. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> that was what, twenty years ago now? I say that as a Firefly fan, but no. <laughs> mm-hmm. no. Okay. Um, so yeah, fan, but why those? Um, from at adult named Rob, this version of the future resonated the most with me because it, it was how I hoped the future would be. Plus, the characters were complex individuals, which made the show more interesting the most. From at HVH podcast, uh, that's Home Video Hustle. They're pretty cool. It was the first anime i saw that i actually liked as a kid so it ended up being my gateway in from at karamai 93 i mean i still have the burned cd with all the soundtrack in my soundtracks and i find myself humming a few dozen songs from it at work at rm underscore underscore poet the first anime i really got into is this one i never actually watched dbz or naruto start to finish just played the games from at underscore ghost underscore blurred, it was the biggest influence on my blurred journey. I had been unknowingly watching anime my whole life, but this was my gateway into anime. All capital letters. I will forever stand and always recommend. From at tito titotico85, uh, one of the first animes I ever binged. One of the few animes where the dub is probably better than the sub. I loved how the story got more serious and cohesive at the end. Spike was such a sad character, and I loved how the end was never really made clear. I love this anime. From at Horror Shadows, and this is perhaps the best, but why though? It's all about Ein, the best pupper. I agree. Um, from at RP Cappy, and he gave us a quote from Ed, I think I know, I don't think I know, I don't think I, I think I know, I don't think I think. <laughs> love <laughs> but, it. That's a great example of how Ed talks. Yes. Um, from at ladies of NY2, I saw the movie in August and it was the very first anime movie I had ever seen. From at Dr. Ragnarok, I think it's the it's the perfect blend of Western and science fiction elements, not to mention it's great characters, story writing, and music. I don't think any anime character will top Spike Spiegel. From at sci-fi chick 25, music combined with animation in a way that I hadn't heard before and from Justin at work because I uh, one of my work friends likes anime and it was the best thing I ever found out about a coworker. worker um, this is a paraphrase because he didn't get his writing to me but we had a conversation about this and he essentially said it's an anime that came out just at the right time it was different than Dragon Ball Z and felt real and showed him that there was a different kind of anime um, and specifically the anime could be sci-fi um and then from at gatsu 083 this is charles thank you so much for submitting this topic for us and supporting us uh on patreon he thanks says for
3: support okay. not thanks for the topic
0: oh my god Matt. Thank,
3: thank you for you the charles.
1: topic thank you for the support charles as thank always you charles. you're the best
0: yeah the he best is around okay um so he says Cowboy, matter, Cowboy Bebop matters because it's such a pure piece of art it flows from comedy to drama and back effortlessly without hurting the narrative which is something no other show has ever succeeded at for me the backgrounds and stories of the cast are slowly revealed at a percent pace the use of music to augment the storytelling is unsurpassed in any visual media is only rivaled by near Automata and Star Wars it is as it is said the series that became a genre unto itself I cannot help but laugh cheer and cry whenever I return to the Bebop's Misfit crew it is my favorite anime and the best single season of television ever produced and I will always need it
3: you want me to go first yes okay so one <laughs> So I watched the one episode. I'll always be... It ruined my childhood. I can actually legitimately say this because I was a lot younger. In which it ruined my Saturday night. It ruined
0: your teenagehood.
3: Whatever. That's how we can do in 2018. I just gotta yell childhood. Doesn't matter what years. (laughs) But, I will say... I
1: I do want to know what years. Because I read it, for whatever reason, put together the list of the Adult Swim lineups from 2001 all the way to 2010. And Cowboy Bebop is always at, like, the tail end of, like, all of these, and usually, like, one or two episodes
3: Doesn't matter, it was in there, they're all the same
1: <laughs> It's, like, at <laughs> the end, the rest of the stuff is, like, regular Adult Swim stuff
2: Were you up, like, cause it, wait, so, like, it was at the end, I like, can at attest that Matt stays up fucking late Okay
1: But then they just recycle the show again, so, like, if you just wait 30 minutes, then you get, like, everything else again
2: like, you could deal with Fully Cooly, but you couldn't watch Cowboy Bebop. Oh, That's no, my he question. probably couldn't deal with that either.
1: The point of the matter was,
3: it was <laughs> part of the army that destroyed my Saturday night.
2: <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. What well, was yeah. on before Toonami, then, that you wanted to watch?
3: Well, one, Family Guy, and then King of the Hill, and then Futurama, for, which was obviously a lot later. Yeah, because the anime well, actually, no, was earlier. started
0: at, like, 10. Yeah, I that think. was great yeah. to fall
3: asleep to. Okay. I could not fall asleep to anime, and plus, it was nothing worth watching.
2: Interesting, but
3: okay. To, to back to my points here: of it was obviously a lot better than Akira, which apparently is the other iconic thing that we were told, or I was told, which was awful. So this one wasn't that wasn't like awful or horrendous or anything
0: I just think I showed you a simple episode I yeah no summarize. like
3: I said it was simple was not like I said I don't think it was completely bad I can at least see why people like this one the other movie that you showed me that was supposedly like revolutionary anime, I did not show terrible.
0: you Ryan showed you that
3: whoever movie. decided that movie was our great patro-
0: our, our awesome Patreon. well not Ryan.
3: even just him saying like people like were celebrating in 30th years and I was like this movie is awful and terrible disgrace. and disgrace if you <laughs> like this I really question you
0: you're gonna get so added I don't care But,
3: two, I also like that this episode proved that I still think Firefly is one of the most overrated things ever because it actually is pretty good, but the fact people still talk about a 13 episode series that was canceled after one year, nobody cares anymore. Oh, we're going to fight, Matt. Don't care. Really? Oh, my God. You like a ripoff at this point. That's all I've gotten. (laughs) And, see, you ruined my last fact of this. But I think overall, I can see why it was important, the complexity of why people liked this, and it was seemed... I mean, the dog was cool. He didn't talk, but it was cool. But I still probably will never go back and actually watch this. But I learned a lot this episode. I don't know how much about Cowboy Bebop versus a lot of other things, but I did learn a lot.
0: <laughs> what other things? Hmm? What other things, if not Cowboy Bebop?
3: I told you, Firefly is, like, one of the most... Oh, that's what it was, I was going to say. Altered Carbon um, in the series and whatnot should be the cartoon or movie, anime movie. I mean, I might check it out. We don't know. Um, As for, like, the live-action thing, I want to say they'll get it right. But then again, Lord of the Rings made an MMO, and it was horrendous. And they had everything laid out for them to be perfect.
0: Oh, yeah. So they're Mm. still
3: not going to hold my breath. Yeah. I will Not say bad. this,
0: and I think it's just because Nisha and I have been watching so many live action adaptations. There is a curve, like yeah. this later tail end is is better. Like Bleach is good. It kind of like what Nisha said. It's technology, good. I believe. Yeah.
2: I mean technology, and I think people are actively learning from the failures that came like that yeah. were before them, like.
1: Well, I mean, like, ten years ago was Dragon Ball Evolution. I think they just, like, realized that people give a shit that you can't just, like, yes. put out a shitty movie and, like, people are going to be okay with it also, when it comes to, like, anime.
0: specifically Japanese-made anime
2: movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should say that. Yeah. Specifically. Those, like, the worst one we've ever seen is still, like, a three for yeah, us. Yeah, it was Full Metal that was Alchemist? Blade of the Immortal. Oh, Blade
0: of the Immortal. Yeah, that's right. Or, no, wait, no. No, no Full Metal Alchemist is the worst.
2: Full Metal Alchemist is the worst even though we still liked it exactly. it's the worst because the story gets convoluted towards mm-hmm. the end and we're like what are y'all doing yeah cause but, it's
0: different like, cause like the American ones it was like no this is just ass and then like Attack mm-hmm. on Titan Blade of the Immortal like we actually have discussions about the movie cause it was not bad
2: yeah so I mean I think that's where I have faith now when we talk about American adaptations that's where we get nervous
0: yeah so, we shall see. Yeah. I have an article about that as well. People
1: didn't like it either.
0: Yeah. No, because it's one of those things that's, like, Japanese storytelling is fundamentally different than American storytelling.
1: Um, I think the fan, but why those really kind of say, like, why this is so good, um, the gateway anime, I think, is a really, really big part of, like, its its importance, because, like, where Dragon Ball Z got me into shonen anime, um, Cowboy Bebop got me into, like, how do you say I've, like, never said this word out loud. It's, like, Shannon? It. Yeah, like, I've never, I've never said Shannon out loud, but, like, we be like, isn't necessarily that, but, like, it's more adult, right? So, like, that yeah. got me into the darker animes. Um, so it's definitely a gateway for me. Um, and it's just so different. Like, it transcends genre because you can't really place it anywhere, and I think that's really, really great, even if it ruined Matt's, uh, Matt's childhood on Saturday nights <laughs> at... Three in the morning.
3: But once I got able to drink, I just got drunk and then passed out, and didn't matter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, I think Kate really laid out the the character dynamics really well. Um, the philosophy things is something that like has been running through my head like literally since she said it, um, and it makes me want to go back and you know get a, uh, a whole wee watch through. I hope the anime does. I mean, I hope the adaptation does well because when I listen to your episode, I hope you say it's amazing. Uh, yeah, so they have everything going for it, so I'm hopeful for it. Just don't overdo it, you know. Let it let it go when it needs to when it needs to go.
0: Um, my final thought's really simple. I'm happy that DeSoto is going to be bringing us more stuff, and Netflix announced that. Um, Sam Ray Champloo is great, and Cowboy Bebop is phenomenal. And rewatching it, I remembered why it is so loved. Um, it's just really good storytelling, and I'm he's such an adorable pupper he is they like they got that corgi butt fluff perfect (laughs) he's perfect Nisha take us out
2: uh yeah so basically what you and Adrian Adrian said sorry I can't talk anymore um except for Matt nothing that Matt said I'm kidding (laughs) Um. are you though (laughs) I, know, um, but for real, I do like how well the show takes music and really lets it influence the scenes, uh, that's, like, one of my top things, I love that I can relate to the characters in multiple episodes, and I didn't, like, rewatching it, like, I started re-watching the whole, the full series a few weeks back, and I just realized that the story is much deeper than most anime that we have, well, I mean, most anime that was out at that time, And I think that's what I really appreciate it for, is just, like, going back and watching it. Now the thing that you said about philosophy, I totally want to go back and do a rewatch and read up on it. Um, But, yeah. And action. And it got me into sci-fi. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, like, one of the first animes that really got me into sci-fi, along with, like, Outlaw Star. But it combines just, you know western and sci-fi things that you know you wouldn't think go well together i mean obviously that's star wars but still it goes really well together and it makes a great show
0: awesome well thank you so much for joining us i'm thank sorry you for coming but... on yeah Why thanks do... for having me even though you bashed
2: cowboy bebop for <laughs> okay. the better part of it
3: who me yes yeah i thought it was pretty nice
0: yeah, he okay. was pretty nice. You should have heard it. You're nice about
2: Cowboy Bebop as much as I'm nice about whipped cream. Oh, no, 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 no. no. No, 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 no. no, no <laughs> so. You, <know>, no, no. <laughs> you
0: should have heard the Akira episode.
1: Like I said when uh, Nisha More flavors joined, Jahres. her Twitter is fire. Go follow oh. her on Twitter.
0: Thank you. Michos. It has wrong appearance Yes, but I will say this. Out of all our
3: anime episodes, I feel like I was pretty nice on this
0: one. Yeah. You
2: were. I was giving you a hard time. I genuinely
0: do think that you would like How about Bebop? If you start it, like if you watch that first episode, like it Mm -hmm. has the stuff you like. I mean, maybe even
2: just show him the movie.
0: Yeah, the movie would work. And I I just think like the world building is really similar to Alter Carbon, and like I just. Well,
3: how are the last five minutes?
0: Good. That
3: good. The the entire series
0: phenomenal.
3: I hate the like I. Like Alter Carbon, probably one of my favorite like seasons or, like that first season I probably ever watched, except the last five minutes. I hate it so much that it almost ruined. Like the show, probably for me, is like a nine point nine or something like that. And mm. without the five minutes, and then I drop it to like an eight point nine just because I hate that last five to ten.
0: Well, you don't have to worry about it? that with Cowboy
2: Bebop, and we're almost yeah. at two yeah, hours. No low
3: points. I would no say filler. it's
2: strong. It's strong from the beginning to the end. Yep, there is no weak spots.
3: It was more of, like, the show can have low points, but then they can have dumpster fire low points.
0: Uh, anyway, Nisha, yeah. why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and your wrong food opinions? <clears throat>
2: I think you can correct food opinions but anyway <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at LA underscore N-E-Y underscore S-H-A where I drop truth bombs about <laughs> scam candy candy corn and wasteful dessert toppings like uh, whipped cream to, to bring you salvation to your taste buds tu- dagnabbit taste buds Dag it, taste I it. Oh well.
0: <laughs> why does she hurt me like this?
2: cause I, I'm helping you beloved <laughs> I'm just trying to <laughs> help you. I want okay. what's best for you and your taste buds.
0: Okay, now plug all your things where everybody can okay. go hear more of you.
2: Yeah, if you guys like hearing me on here, you can also hear me on a few other But Why Though podcasts. I'm on So Here's What Happened with Carolyn, where we talk about, as I mentioned before, our entertainment choices for the, t- for the month. Um, I'm also on a show called Did You Have To with Kate where we talk about live-action anime adaptations, so we will definitely be doing the live-action Cowboy Bebop whenever that comes out eventually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope soon. And, yeah, that's where you can find me and listen to stuff. So, come on over.
0: <laughs> and, as always, you can find the podcast at but Why the PC on Twitter, um, check out our Instagram page. We do things on it now at But Weither PC, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us on whatever you're listening to right now. It really, really helps us out. Um, and you can find me at oh my myth Mithrandir on Twitter. Adrian.
1: Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Super east P E R R U Y Z ninety three. Matt. You can find me on the Overrated Ripped Off Serenity.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> See you soon, Space Cowboy.